G'day community and welcome to the second episode of Tradio in 2022. We'll be covering off all of the trade news almost every week, once a week, if not more, depending on how many trades go down. And joining me is Lekdog. How are you? I'm well, Damo. I'm excited. Oh, God, geez, this is the best time of the year, isn't it? Unfounded rumors, constant articles, articles about made-up things that another Jerdo made up that has, you know, become this huge world and they've got fans crying and screaming and I don't want to lose my player. And in all honesty, it was just made up by some bloke it's like us sitting behind a keyboard. So it's the best time of year, baby. We don't have as much to cover off as we had to last time we recorded a Tradio, but there is a little bit of news that has happened in the last five or seven days, and uh, I guess we should start with the biggest news of it all, and that's Luke Jackson has finally requested a trade. He's only requested a trade to WA, though, so that brings West Coast into the picture as well. Everyone thought he was done deal, gone to Fremantle, but... uh, the official trade request is only to WA. I imagine behind closed doors he has given a preferred location, but obviously uh, Melbourne, jostling for the best deal, have said he's only nominated WA, and now it comes down to which club can produce the best deal to pry him out of the Demons. Well, and I've got a lot of thoughts on this, and we will discuss it, but you mentioned a best deal, Damon. The best deal in the business is from the sponsors of this podcast. It's from Manscaped, who have sent us the Platinum Package 4.0. I know you're yet to receive yours, but mine has arrived. And let's just say that Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. We can now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code JOCK, J-O-C-K. So their Platinum Package includes all the stuff we've talked about before, including the Lawn Mower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Ultra... But now it has the Ultra Premium Body Watch, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant, and the Faithful, Old Faithful Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Spray, Ball Spray Toner, and the Anti-Chafing Boxes, which all come in the shed travel bag to hold your goods while traveling and demo next week hopefully your package has arrived and you can tell me how the shampoo is affecting your body but i am legitimately and i know i don't have hair on my head but i believe it or not i still shampoo the mo i shampoo the terrible goatee i've got and i'm thoroughly enjoying it i'm smelling good and damn i can't wait to hear your thoughts on it when they come i'm sure it It's going to be a fantastic package there from Manscaped. And just a reminder, that is code JOCK for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. So J-O-C-K, JOCK for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Yep. And to be perfectly clear, everyone, they did send us the products for free. But I can absolutely tell you with 100% fact that as a collective, we have since been purchasing the products we actually really enjoy them so uh and they're helping us keep the podcast going during the off season which you know normally demo we would slow things down but we're only ramping things up and it ramped up today with luke jackson what are your initial thoughts as a freeo man i still think he gets to Fremantle. i still think that that has been his request behind closed doors but 
obviously Melbourne want the best deal. They want to get the best deal. It's not going to be another Tim Kelly situation where it was West Coast and West Coast only. And I mean, you can't blame Melbourne for wanting to get the best deal for this player who won the Rising Star last year, who was huge in their premiership against the Western Bulldogs just 12 months ago. They they want the best deal for this guy, and West Coast probably have the better hand to offer. But he want so it comes down to the Dockers having to get a hand, get it get an offer that suits Melbourne more than at whereas West Coast can sort of just offer something straight off the bat. So it'll be interesting to see where that one lands. Um, some. Some people are saying that the deal is already agreed to in principle, but uh, they can say that about so many things. Yeah, yeah, and deals change as well, you know, as, as time progresses. Uh, I love this. I don't know how real this this request back to WA rather than a specific club is. Uh, I don't know how real it is, but if it is... In fact, true demo will take them at their word that he has requested traded to WA, not a club. I think, A, it's a great step forward for the league in a league where player movement is far harder than it needs to be and clubs can't move players on uh, against their wishes, something that won't change for a long time in this league. But this is a start. If this could become the trend where a player nominates a state as a, a place they want to go when they're uncontracted, keep in mind, I believe they should be able to go wherever they want. We won't bring that into it. It's a great start. It gives the clubs a far better opportunity at negotiating a deal because, let's be honest, most of these clubs are five minutes down the road from another club. So great start. I agree. I think West Coast have the better hand. If if we're looking just at um, draft picks, oh, wait, I might not have the list in front of me because it says West. Oh, yes, West Coast have two, 20, 26, 38, and 74. And Fremantle have 13 and 85. You'd think there'd be players involved. What what do you think Luke Jackson's value is? Because he's young, right? He's young. He's in a position that's kind of hard to play and be good at. But I don't think many players are worth two first-round picks in a straight-up deal, which is already what's being spoken about. If he lands at the Dockers... They're, it sounds like they're going to play him as a big-bodied midfielder, not a key forward, and not a a you know hundred percent ruckman either. So he's probably going to play like a Mark Blitzarv's type of position, where he can go into the midfield, go into the ruck, go on the wing. But I don't think he's going to be spending much time forward or attending ruck contests as the main ruckman. So I don't think Sean Darcy is at any um, danger of losing his ruck contest. Whereas if he was to go to West Coast, he would play as a key forward that could go into the ruck to relieve Nick Natanui or Bailey Williams or whoever is in the ruck in that game. So I think it comes down to what position he wants to play. I think he's a more valuable player when he's in the midfield, whether that's at the ruck or at the stoppage. Um, and Late in the season when Tom McDonald wasn't available for Melbourne, you could definitely see uh, the flaws in him as a key position player. So I don't think he is worth as much as what Melbourne believe him to be. But then again, he is a young player who has shown a lot in the couple of seasons that he has played. So I think 
two first round picks is probably right, but I don't think two top 10 picks is correct. So I think Fremantle potentially offering pick 13 and a future first, which could possibly be pick 13 and pick 16 or pick 17 is probably about right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I, I agree. There's obviously different, different uh, weights in first round picks, you know, pick two is worth far, far different amount to pick 17 and 18. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I could see uh, two late picks going for him. And there's always going to be shuffling because the AFL refuses to do straight up deals because everyone wants to feel like they're a winner. I just I just struggle to agree with trading two first round selections for someone who is not currently contracted to a club. I think the value of first round picks gets talked down way too much. I think as someone who doesn't really value, right, I, I prefer a known commodity to a draft pick, but I think we've been so um, bamboozled by the recent trade periods and the recent player movements that giving up two-round picks is almost expected. It's kind of like the NBA, right? If you want a good player, you're giving up five first-round picks, effectively. Um, but I think it needs to come back. In, in Like a second-round pick is really valuable. A first and a second is is a lot to give up for a player, and I, I think that's probably where I where I land. Um, ultimately, it doesn't matter what I think, though, Damo. No, because clubs will get what they want in the end and, and then the media will decide who are the winners and who are the losers. Yes, and the winner will be the Melbourne club and the loser will be the, will be the non-Melbourne club. Uh, Junior Rioli has officially, officially requested a trade to put Adelaide and West Coast are not happy. It was already reported by Seven News Adelaide that he had requested a trade, but West Coast are not happy that he's asked to move, especially after they stood by him during his suspension. Because, Do you think that the Eagles are owed anything for standing by him during his drug suspension there? Um, do I think they're owed anything? No, I don't think they're owed anything in terms of, I think he can do whatever he wants as a player and his job is to secure his best career for himself. Is it a great look that he, he doesn't want to stick by them? Probably not. Are there reasons that maybe he doesn't want to stick by them? Who knows? Uh, I don't really find fault with him wanting to leave. I don't think he, if he doesn't want to be there, he shouldn't have to stay. Um, and if he's, if it's purely wanting to get the biggest pay packet and Port Adelaide is doing that, I support them. Players, AFL careers are very short. So if he wants to move, I don't begrudge him. I can understand West Coast being annoyed, um, but I also don't think, and I, I don't know enough about the rules or anything, I don't think they would have been able to not stand by him while he was suspended. Like, I, I think their only option was to stand by him because, A, he was... I'm assuming contracted during that period and B I'm sure there's a bunch of welfare stuff and uh, things baked into sort of how the players association and the CBAs all work where they probably had to stand by him. So do they, is it a bad, good look? Uh, it's not the greatest look, but do, do they, does he owe them anything? No, not, in, not in my eyes. Ben Long has requested a trade to Gold Coast. So he, he had a contract in front of him at St Kilda. He's decided to, uh, reject it and request a trade up up north to the Suns. And this is positive for the Suns. The Suns don't get too many players requesting trades to them. 
No, it's an interesting one, and I'm not 100% sure what position they'd be looking for him to play. Is it they've talked about they want some dash out of defense? It's something they're still working on. They've tried Markov. They've got Jack Bowes. They've tried a few players. Are they looking to play him in that position? I don't know, but uh, I, I think any player who wants to go, assuming they're not overpaying him because we know they've struggled with their salary cap before, assuming he's getting you know, market rate for a play out of contract player of his ilk. I love it. I love it for the Suns. And with Connor Butterick out with an ACL for next season and Will Powell with his broken leg and I believe he did his ACL in that same collision, will be out for most of the season as well. He could find himself in that position of halfback providing that dash down the wing, which has been quite a good super coach position for him in the past as well. So he might be someone that we have a look at depending on his price when the team picker for next season comes out. Tanner Bruin has requested a trade to Geelong. He was going to, apparently Geelong were going to uh, select him if he got to their pick in that draft, but uh, got picked up by the Giants. Obviously, famously, didn't have the happiest look on his face when his name was called <laughs> out. Um, he claimed it was nothing, but uh, two years later, he's requested a trade. So read into yeah. that what you will. Yeah, you know, I talk about players having the, the freedom to move wherever they want when they, when they, in quotation marks, deserve it. I think you have to get to a point where you're able to make these calls. I think, and we've talked about this before, Damon, we'll talk about this again, that the initial two-year contract, particularly for a first-round pick, is not long enough. And as a result, you're going to see stuff like this. And I, I actually don't like the look of this one from the lens of, I think, that clubs initially should have more control of their players. There should be things in place that allow them to stick around longer and then they should earn the right to make that call. But here we are. He's out of contract. So kudos to him. Is this a sign of... Geelong finally, because Geelong are okay with the the younger players they do play, but is this a sign of of a transition that they might be looking to make? I think, I don't think his, I don't think Tanner Bruin's opportunities will will dry up by going to Geelong, but I don't know if he'll get the same volume that he had at the Giants because um, Geelong, like, they're 22 the way it is. There's not a lot of holes in it and there's not a lot of players stepping aside, but they probably have had that sixth or seventh forward being a constant rotating door with Sean Higgins, Luke Dahlhouse and that sort of player coming in, playing a couple of games and then going out again. And maybe that opens the door for Tanner Bruin to come in and cement his spot in that position as that half forward who can pinch hit in the midfield if they need him to. And, that might be the position that he eventually plays for them long term, but I imagine it will be a revolving door for a little while longer, even if he does make his way over to Geelong, which you'd expect him to. But I think that's sort of the position that that, that Geelong will um, open to him once he gets there. Yeah, th- look, and the other thing to consider is their, their season's still alive. The results of their season may may change something. Uh, the picks that they have in this draft currently, 18, 36, 46, 51, 54, 60, 72, and 90, because Gold Coast has obviously been giving them charity over the years. Uh, pick 18 straight up for a bloke that was uh, had two years development put into him. 
that's probably going to be where Geelong start, I reckon, that that discussion. So we'll see how that one goes. Not too many more delistings since last episode. Gold Coast have delisted Jez McLennan and three other players who did not play an AFL game. Jez McLennan, obviously the biggest name out of that due to supercoach reasons and people selecting him on their bench every single preseason, thinking that this is the year he finally breaks into the Gold Coast team, but they've decided that it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, look, I don't think there's anything too super coach or honestly AFL relevant here from these latest listings. Um, yeah, as you said, Jez McLennan, popular pick on people's lists. I think it's interesting. I don't think any of these guys played a game of AFL senior level football for Gold Coast and they were obviously given those extra rookie spots on their list to be able to try talent. Has that totally worked? Did I think that was a totally good idea at the time? No, and I and no. <laughs> so, uh, but it, uh, anyway, it's interesting. Some some more players come off the list, and and there'll be plenty more to come uh, from Gold Coast. I'm gonna get a little bit worked up about this next thing that we talk about. Um, Fremantle conducted their exit interviews today, covered by the media quite um, intently because they want to know what's happening with all these Dockers players that are rumoured to be wanting trades. But um, there's one thing that – there's a name that people are going to hear a lot over the next couple of months, and that name is Colin Young. He's a player manager, and let me read out some of the names of the players that he represents. Griffin Logue, Rory Lobb, Blake Akers, Liam Henry – Billy Frampton, Bradley Hill, Bobby Hill, Tim English, and Bailey Banfield. All of these players have been rumoured to either be wanting trades or have been in trade discussions throughout the year. Obviously, Tim English and Bailey Banfield have signed, but all of these players have been linked to trade speculation, and it's and and that, that's and that's no that, that's that's no coincidence that that they are all managed by the same player manager because Colin Young is a manager who wants to be the star of the show and people would have met him if they looked at the show me the money um, special that aired on Stan or whatever it was last season. Which was almost unbearable by the way. I hated that program. Continue. Colin Young loves the theatre of a trade request or an art of contract player. To add to that, he and Peter Bell also don't get on. So obviously you're hearing Rory Lobb wants a trade, Griffin Logue wants a trade, Blake Akers wants a trade, Liam Henry apparently wants a trade, even though he's contracted and literally signed a contract not that long ago. This is all this is all to sort of position himself in a way that, you know, to get his players the best deals, which of course a player manager will always do, but also to get on the nerves of Peter Bell and famously last last year during last year's trade period Colin Young and Peter Bell actually had a bit of a war of words on radio when they were both called together um, because of Roy Lobb's late trade request so there is some history there and to get back at Colin Young the Dockers have told Rory Lobb that if Griffin Logue requests a trade 
then Lob will be held to the final year of his contract. I find that so interesting because I'm interested to see how all of that pans out now. It sounds like a, uh, to put it colloquially, a big dick swinging competition over there, Damo. Uh, I find it really interesting the and we see this in in NBA a lot, although the New York Knicks tried to build their entire staff around it and it hasn't worked at all. But how much power that the player managers they at least like at least at like at least like to think they have. Um and them going up head to head against list managers and, and and executives at AFL levels really, really interesting. And I mean, do you have an opinion? Which way do you think the, the Rory Lobb piece will go yourself? I've never been totally convinced that Griffin Logue was going to request a trade. But the more noise that is coming out about it, the less convinced I am. I still think that Logue is more of a chance to stay, meaning that Lobb is more of a chance to go. But if Griffin Logue does request a trade and Rory Lobb does request a trade, then it will be on whichever club wants Rory Lobb to provide an offer to Fremantle that Fremantle can't refuse. On one hand, I, I like, I, I like, so there's difference here, right? We talked about Tannenbrunn before. He is not contracted. Roy Lobb is. I like clubs holding their play, holding players to their contracts if they're not going to get compensation for it. If a player's signed a, a contract, he's agreed to be there for a certain amount of time. I don't mind a club holding them to that. I also don't mind a, a player when he's out of contract seeking a home somewhere else. He should be able to do that much easily than he can. So from from a Fremantle perspective, I'm actually with him. I'm with him. Um, Rory, you 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 play for us. Uh, we need you on the list. We've lost Griffin Logue and we haven't had an offer that's exciting enough for you. We're going to keep you and you're going to play because if you don't play, then when you're out of contract, no one's going to pay you. You're already over 30. Absolutely, you're sticking around, champ. So... Don't pack your bags. You sick? I I like it from Frio myself uh, as an observer, and I wish more clubs did it in for for those players that are in contract, particularly guys that have. Because Rory Lobb hasn't he re-upped his contract a couple of times with you guys or something? Am I making that up? Uh, he signed a contract when he got traded. Sorry, when he got traded, he had recently signed a contract with the Giants. He then went to Fremantle. Fremantle extended that contract. This final year of the contract is reportedly on a lot less money than the previous four years, though. Well, that's it, right? So with the way that AFL contracts move, if if he gets traded, agrees to a trade, he, he goes to a new club and signs a new contract, right? I don't believe he's held to that final year value. So the reason he wants to move is nothing to do with footy. It's, it's to do with... He doesn't like the last year of his deal. He wants to get more money somewhere else. But I, well, if you're still in contract, uh, mate, stick around. If they've front-ended your deal, you've been paid. So stick around. Yeah, and I've and, I, and I've got no worries with players out of contract looking at their options. Obviously, I would prefer players to stay, such as Griffin Logue. I think he's a big part of Fremantle, especially the, the way that they structure up. But, I mean, the Dockers also, their forward line hasn't worked. 
So yeah. maybe completely blowing it up and starting afresh with with some trades and some draft isn't a bad idea. But I still think that Griffin Logue is a big part of the way that they structure up. And there's not many players that can nullify Stephen May down one end and Jeremy Cameron and Buddy Franklin down the other. So I think he's quite valuable in that sense. So I hope he stays at Fremantle, but but nothing wrong if because he's out of contract and wanting to assess his options. Other rumours that have come out, um, Oliver Henry has reportedly requested a trade to Geelong, according to Sam Edmund. Obviously, Jack Henry plays at Geelong. Um, Ollie Henry is worried about the potential supply with Bobby Hill and Dan McStay probably heading to Collingwood. So um, that is one to keep an eye on. Um, what other rumours have you seen floating about, Lek? I think my favourite one is Luke Jackson's going to come to Fremantle play for one season and then sign with the Perth Wildcats demo. I think that's a bold strategy. I also think he'd make way less money in in playing for Perth Wildcats than for the Fremantle Dockers. I believe so because the salary cap for the NBL this season is something like one point. 7 million across their entire player roster even though it's a smaller player roster that only that only averages out to about just under 200 grand for everyone yeah and i don't think he'd quali- qualify for any of those marquee rules either so yeah it'd be a bold choice uh, the the other uh lukewarm room i've heard is that there was a deal in place for grundy for brody grundy to go to melbourne and play as a forward uh, predominantly over a ruck because Gorn can't play in the ruck. And at the moment, this is my this is my lukewarm news. Uh, that deal was agreed to, and now it is changing because Collingwood are reassessing their cap situation and how much they can actually pay of that contract going out. So that's my that's my uh, lukewarm sources. Last episode, we didn't go through the free agency list. We ran out of time. So, Lek, run me through some names that might be interesting to some teams during the free agency period. All right, we're pulling this from Footy Wire. This is not including anyone that's been recently delisted. Adelaide just have Ben Davis as an unrestricted free agent. Surely, surely he's not going... uh, I don't even know if he's going to be on their list next year. He's not going anywhere else. Brisbane, Dan McStay, as you mentioned, he's a lock to go to Collingwood. Um, from a super, super coach perspective, there's not much. And from an AFL perspective, my opinion, there's not much. Darcy Gardner, you'd think, will stick around. Dane Zorko will stick around or retire. Mitch Robinson will likely retire. Ryan Lester, nothing too crazy there. From the Blues, of the remaining players on the list, it's just Ed Kerno, who has reportedly agreed to a one-year extension. From the Pies, there's some slightly interesting names here. Isaac Chug, who, because he has been delisted previously, is uh, is a ruck or a tall, I believe he's a ruckman, tall defender. Um, no, he's not even that tall, 180 centimetres. He's a defender. He's available uh, as an unrestricted free agent. Jordan Tagoe is the other one, Damo. Now, is he leaving? Is he staying? And can he ever be a solid super coach selection? Well, if you believe what they're saying, the offer from before his incident in Bali is back on the table. So 
you, they're putting their best uh, their best foot forward to try and keep him Collingwood, but uh, that might tie into my uh, Brody Grundy rumor. Ooh, spicy. but um, Collingwood uh, also took a while to also removed that offer initially, and he had a look around. So I think he's I think he's about a fifty fifty chance at the moment to stick around. From Essendon, Alec Waterman. Because uh, he's been delisted, is a free agent. I think I saw that he's signing on though. Dyson Heppel is the interesting one. There's been a lot of talk about him going to Gold Coast. There's been some talk about him potentially retiring, Damo. Uh, and Essendon fans don't seem too disappointed in that, which surprises me. I don't watch them as closely as everyone else, though. I think, I think he's more likely to stick around under a new coach. But if that new coach is James Hurd, I think he leaves. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I like that. Well, we will keep an eye on that because obviously Hurdy has put his hand up reportedly for the job, which, gee whiz. Fremantle players, uh, Connor Blakely, who I feel like we talk about every trade period, and Mitch Crowden. Arrive them on a list next year, Damo. Uh, I don't think Mitch Croden's on a list. Um, I think he's probably playing for the, a, a waffle team next year as a coveted signing for the season because he's had a really good waffle season, but he's just not up to the AFL standard. Um, Connor Blakely has had interest from several clubs in the past. Whether he still has interest now is another thing. As a free hit, as a free agent, there might be potential, but I don't think we see him anywhere where he's relevant. I just think you could have got him for free any time in the last couple of years. So I think if there was demand for him, he he would have had it already. Didn't play at all this year at senior level. Uh, Geelong Cats, outside of their free agents, Isaac Smith, Joel Selwood, Luke Dalhouse, Sean Higgins, Tom Hawkins. We know the deal. They're either staying or retiring. Gold Coast, uh, Jez McLennan and Levi Kasbolt, uh, they're staying or retiring or getting or getting cut. GWS, though, Daniel Lloyd, Jake Stein, Jardo uh, Bradner, Jared Brander, Lockie Keefe has agreed to stick around, Matthew DeBoer has retired, Phil Davis is the other one, and Zachary Sproul. There's some interesting names there, Damo. Um, a lot of them are job doers who I think they'll they'll see how they how things play out and um, keep a couple of those taller, more versatile defenders around would be my guess. Yeah. Again, going back to the Griffin Logue thing, if Griffin Logue does leave, I think the Dockers will want to replace him pretty quickly, especially with someone who can play at either end of the ground. And Zach Sproul and Jake Steen both fit that bill. So they're probably the two players that might come into consideration by the Dockers if Griffin Logue does leave for another deal elsewhere. I like it. Hawthorne, Ben McAvoy retired. Daniel Howe has been delisted. Jack Gunston is the interesting one here, and Liam Shields has retired. Jack Gunston could fit into pretty much, I would say, any forward line in the comp. I think anyone would be silly not to take a look at him. He, uh, there's rumours of him being uh, Brisbane at the front, one of them losing Dan McStay. I'd love, personally, Carlton to have a look at him as a, as a third option, someone to kick that 30-plus goals per year, but I, I think he could fit in anywhere. And and that's not to say he's going to leave for sure, but I just think he's 
he's one of the more valuable and a guy you'd get for pretty cheap uh, free agents in the league. Huge relationship with Alistair Clarkson, huge relationship with Chris Fagan. Obviously, Chris Fagan was the footy manager at uh, Hawthorne before he became the head coach of Brisbane. Um, and huge relationship with Sam Mitchell, obviously playing with him for a portion of his career. So I think those are probably the three clubs that are in the mix for him. Um, I don't know what order his preference would be, or what order is the like, or what order is the likelihood. I think, I think he could fit anywhere, as you, as you said, and he would be great for North Melbourne. He would be great for Brisbane. He would be, he's great at Hawthorne. He is could be good anywhere. I gut feel says he stays. It's kind of the best of of all worlds situation. He can go to a contender and contribute, kick two goals a game this year. He can go to a younger team and help mature them, help them compete sooner, or he can stick around. I just think that's an, an interesting one to watch. Next up is Melbourne. They're unrestricted free agents. Jaden Hunt, Magic Door retired, and Mitch Brown. I'd imagine I I find it hard to believe Mitch Brown will. Um, will play on next year. I imagine we'll see him. I mean, maybe they keep around him for death, but I for depth, but I think he'll probably retire come season's end. And then Jaden Hunt, um, he played 20 games this year. You'd expect him to to sign on for another one or two year deal with uh, with Melbourne. Yeah, Jaden Hunt either signs on or pretty easily moves to another club. And I don't think Melbourne will stand in his way if he does decide to explore free agency. Hmm. Um, North Melbourne, Josh Walker, Kane Turner, Kyron Hayden has been delisted and Tom Lynch has retired. So it's just Josh Walker and Kane Turner there. Uh, no real particular interest in either of them. I imagine, yeah, they'll stay, stay at North or get cut. Kane Turner, a bit of a, just a kind of a job doer. Nothing crazy there. Uh, Port Adelaide, Carl Amon, we know is going to move to Hawthorne. Uh, I don't know if that's officially, if he's officially announced that himself, but we know that's going to happen. He has, Gage. that request has been official. Um, we were, we said that last tradeo. Uh, Robbie Gray's retired. Sam Mays uh, has been delisted. Sam Skinner has been delisted. Stephen Motlop has retired, and Trent Dumont, well, who knows what's happening with Trent Dumont. Yeah, I, I've heard that he's been delisted. I've heard that he signed a one-year deal. Odd situation for a guy that was pretty damn good a couple of years ago. Richmond, they got Biggie Nguyen, uh, unrestricted free agent because he's previously been delisted. Kane Lambert, he retired. Matty Parker, we spoke about last week, he's not on their list. Shane Edwards is retired, so... You'd imagine Biggie would probably get another chance, but uh, no super coach relevance there. St. Kilda Damo, Dara Joyce, we talked about last week. Jared Leanart, or Leinart, never know how to say his name. Jaron Geary retired. Mason Wood and Tom Campbell. Um, Mason Wood and Jared Leanart have actually made themselves kind of valuable players this year. Yeah, I... I didn't realize how tall Jared Leanett was until uh, he, I looked him up and he was 194 centimeters and can play as a key defender. So I think... They also used him in the ruck desperately late in the year as well, which was interesting. So with um, Dara Joyce being delisted, I think Jared Leanett now sticks around as that break glass in case of emergency type key defender. But he might also find himself with a spot in that 22 as well. 
Um, Tom Campbell probably sticks around after the retirement of Paddy Ryder. Yeah, and Mason Wood, who's unrestricted, uh, essentially became a wingman at times this year and had a career best year. So you imagine he'll sign uh, sign another deal with them. Damo? Sydney, I'm just looking at the Sydney list, a name that hasn't signed on yet, Jake Lloyd. That's interesting little name there. So Jake Lloyd, everyone's going to say, oh, he'll sign on, he'll sign on. But he could be one of those players that are developing team targets to bring some leadership and I know Sydney are still technically developing because they're so young across the board, but he could be a he could be a real target. And he ended up turning his season around and having another really good season this year. And the final against Melbourne, the qualifying final at the MCG, he had a very very good game. Yeah, no, he was he was elite in that game. Also on this list, free agents, Harry Cunningham, I believe he has agreed to a two-year extension. Josh Kennedy, we know, has retired. Lance Franklin is a restricted free agent, which is ridiculous that a guy can be playing in one team after being a a free agent initially, move to a new team, play there for nine years, Damo, and then not qualify as an unrestricted free agent. That's how you know the system is set up badly. Have the rumors of him moving died? Is Is he sticking around? I think the rumors just keep circulating. I don't. I think they just keep dying and then coming up again and then dying and then coming up again. I f- it feels like if he's not playing next year, it's because he's retired. That's yep. that's the most recent rumor that has come through. Uh, Louis Taylor, he won't be on the list. You wouldn't think Sam Naismith. They might keep him around as depth after Callum Sinclair retired, and then Sam Reed, uh, he will sign on for. I'm guessing a one-year deal. The last two clubs, geez, there's a lot of players out of contract at West Coast. Uh, Hugh Dixon is a free agent, Damo. Uh, Go on. The reason so many of these players are here on this list is because a lot of them played in that game where Eagles had to... Uh, Yes. ...had to dip into their waffle top-ups because of the COVID that ran through the club earlier in the year. So names like... Aaron Black, Angus DeWar, Angus Schumacher, Declan Mountford, um, Jake Florenka. They are all just because they played one game or a couple of games this season for West Coast during their COVID crisis. So they don't actually have this that many players out of contract. Well, let's go through uh, the players that are free agents because there there is some. Um, we got Jackson Nelson, who played 13 games for them this year. He's 26. He's sort of in that that awkward position in his career. I imagine that he'll stick around. Hugh Dixon, Damo, who is technically a free agent because even though he came in as a SP, SSP selection this year, I believe, he was previously with Fremantle as well. So he's tall which means he'll get a contract. Luke Stranetica, similar position, although I think he's less likely to play. Luke Stranetica and the club uh, late in the year um, parted ways. Very good. And I don't imagine he'll move. Um, he might get another gig in another club, but I think there's question marks over the the application uh, there. Nick Natnui has signed on today for two years. Patrick Nash, ex-Richmond player, for the same reason as Stranetica. And Dixon is a free agent. 
I think he was solid in, in the games he, he played for them. He played 11 games, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another crack. Yeah, I think he gets another year at least. Then you've got uh, Tom Joyce, who uh, honestly, this is going to sound mean, who cares? And Shannon Hearn, unrestricted free agent. We know he's going to play there. We know he's going to stick around. But he's another guy that if he wanted to, a team could talk himself into into a in, talk themselves into a playing coaching type role. And the final side, Damo, the Western Bulldogs, Jason Johannesson, rumors that Gold Coast were looking at him. Is he going to find a home anywhere else or stick around? I think with Ben Long requesting a trade to the Gold Coast, uh, Jason Johannesson probably isn't a priority for them right now. Um, Mitch Wallace, who knows what happens with him. He's probably more likely to sign another year and then see where he goes from there. Stefan Martin probably doesn't play on, especially if they do get Rory Lobb and with Sam Darcy also coming through. Taylor Giray, you'd expect signs another year. Zane Cordy, he's he's been talking to other clubs. Yeah, and he's an interesting room, right? Like he he's kind of been joked about and gets a lot of flack from from supporters and from AFL fans out there. But we will this will come up a lot through this trade period. He's tall and he's versatile in that he could technically play at either end because he's tall. So he will have offers. He will have offers, and uh, Bulldogs will need to keep him because they lack depth in that position. Obviously, they're looking at Liam Jones, uh, but he's going to be one to watch. All the free agents, it feels like there's not a lot of names that clubs will take a good look at, but there are a few names still that are left there, like Jake Lloyd and Jack Gunston, who clubs might take a long, hard look at and maybe throw an offer or two their way. Um, oh, Damo, sh- breaking news. Breaking news. Roy Lobb has officially asked to be traded to the Western Bulldogs. As it stands, the Fremantle Dockers are not entertaining the request from Ryan Daniels on Twitter. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we knew this would happen. We we knew that this request would come. Um, anyway, we should start to wrap up this episode. So let's go with a fake trade. Let's look at a f- fake trade. Lek, do you want to go first? Yes, this one was brought to us by the official 7AFL Twitter account, which I will proudly say I no longer follow. This is the trade. Port Adelaide receive Junior Rioli and a future second round pick. The West Coast receive Mitch Georgiatis and a third round pick. In what world are West Co- uh, Port Adelaide trading Mitch Georgiatis demo? In what world? Uh, in the world that he is, that he doesn't sign a contract extension past next season, but that trade isn't even fair. That that trade no. is isn't even even. No, no, no. A young key position forward, and a young key position forward, and a third round pick going out for a twenty seven, twenty eight year old. Uh, small forward and a future second round. It's it's madness. It's madness and it upsets me. And I know they're only doing this to get content and clicks and engagement, but do us all a favor, everyone out there, unfollow the 7 AFL Twitter page. My fake trade is a little more straightforward and probably 
fairer in comparison. Uh, ben Long and a future first to Gold Coast for Ben King. Say that again for me. Ben King. So Ben Long. Oh, and, Ben Long. Yes, sorry. And, I got confused by the Bens. And a future first to the Suns for Ben King. Uh, that's closer to fair, but I would take the Ben Long piece out of it because he doesn't want to be at St. Kilda anyway. So it's effectively, I would, in my head, I'd be judging it as King for a first round selection. If I'm Gold Coast, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that trade because I know I'm going to get Ben Long regardless. But that's a closer to fair trade, Damo. It's, 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 it's still a fake trade and it's still worth laughing at, but I feel like it's cl- we're certainly getting closer with some of these fake trades. It's going to be scary how close some of these fake trades end up being, especially if uh, if we're as picky as we are when we're trying to find them before we hit record every every time we do. So uh, it's going to be scary to see if any of these actually come true or come close to true because that will be yikes. Um, anyway, thanks, Lect, for joining me um, and chatting some trades again. We'll chat to everyone on another episode of Tradio in the next week or so. Thank you, Damo. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, drop your fake trades in the comments below. And um, next week, hopefully, we'll have a little bit more time and we will get to them.